Hello, friends. This is Alan Kirshner from Eschatos Ministries. The impact of Bible Prophecy Daily has exceeded our expectations, with regular listeners downloading all over the world. If you are finding value in these podcasts as they help you prepare for our Lord's return, would you consider giving to Eschatos Ministries? Simply click the support button in the corner of the podcast website at BibleProphecyDaily.com. Your support will help us maintain the delivery of this daily one-of-a-kind podcast. Thank you. You're listening to Bible Prophecy Daily, a weekday podcast where Bible prophecy matters and matters greatly. accurately assess where in the book of Revelation the rapture actually occurs will require a consistent interpretation of the book about Jesus Christ. To arrive at a literal sequence of events in the book of Revelation, one must be willing to take God's word at face value. This is where the trouble begins and why there is confusion about the consummation of human history as detailed in the book of Revelation. Two eras participate the problem. First, many do not accept what the scriptures teach, so they interpret prophetic scripture according to a man-made system or preference and not as the scriptural author intended. A cursory reading of many commentaries recently published to explain the content of the revelation about Jesus Christ reveals the second participating, precipitating cause for confusion and the underlying reason for the proliferation of commentary. Men do not agree on the genre of the revelation. Is it prophecy? Is it apocalyptic? Is it epistolary? Or is it a combination of these genres? The revelation begins with a declaration concerning the nature of the book. John writes, Blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of the prophecy and heed the things which are written in it. For the time is near. Whatever else the book of Revelation might be, a prophetic bent must be included in one's understanding of its content. Again, in Revelation chapter 10, verse 11, John referred to the prophetic nature of his work. He writes, And they said to me, You must prophesy again concerning many peoples and nations and tongues and kings. If to underscore the prophetic nature of the revelation, John indicates that he will again do what he has done before, prophesy. Revelation chapter 22, verse 7, verse 10, verse 18, and verse 19 also identify the book of Revelation to be prophecy. 
we can easily demonstrate that the revelation about Jesus Christ is prophecy and therefore is consistent with other New Testament prophecies. The first mark of New Testament prophecy is the divine inspiration of the man or woman. See Acts chapter 2, verse 11, and Revelation chapter 1, verse 10. The second mark of New Testament prophecy is the exhortation and encouragement of the saints. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 3, and Revelation chapter 1, verse 3. A third mark is the prediction of the future. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 16 and 17, and Revelation chapter 1, verse 7. A fourth mark of New Testament prophecy is authoritative utterances. 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 10, compared to Revelation chapter 22, verse 18 and 19. A fifth mark recognizes a consistency with previous prophetic utterances. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 26, compared to Revelation chapter 11, verse 18. An oral, an oral and written testimony to thus saith the Lord is another mark of New Testament prophecy. 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 through 17, and Revelation chapter 1, verse 3. A final mark of New Testament prophecy is the recognition that prophetic truth has one specific genre. We are therefore on solid ground to insist that the book of Revelation is fundamentally prophetic in nature. That said, however, those familiar with the Revelation are acutely aware that the mode of expressing the prophetic truth contained in the Revelation is not usual. This has led some New Testament scholars to label the book of Revelation as apocalyptic literature. The very first line of the book declares the revelation of Jesus Christ. This is an apocalypsis, which means revelation or uncovering. John's unique literary masterpiece is the first of its kind recorded in history and so titled an apocalypse. Similar, similar literature in terms of content and form produced before and after the revelation came to be called apocalyptic literature after the fashion of the revelation about Jesus Christ. The designation of certain types of literary work as apocalypse is a modern invention. With the exception of the revelation about Jesus Christ, no other literary work has this self-designation apocalypsis. Therefore, to classify a group of writings as apocalyptic based on similarities is a human convention without explicit or implied biblical warrant. At best, apocalypsis describes a manner or mode of expression. The book of Revelation purports to be an uncovering of Jesus Christ, yet it conceals what it purports to reveal. By a variety of literary devices, structures, imagery, 
The revelation about Jesus Christ unfolds the final episode of human history that culminates with Jesus Christ reigning upon the earth. However, that the final episode of human history are summarized in Revelation chapter 4, verse 19, are not easily discerned. Supernatural insight is necessary to assist the interpreter concerning the meaning and significance of the imagery, structures, and literary devices employed in Revelation chapter 4 through chapter 19. Therefore, the content of the revelation about Jesus Christ is prophecy. The mode or manner of communicating this prophecy is apocalyptic. The revelation about Jesus Christ uses a literary device filled with grotesque, surreal creatures, supernatural beings, and mankind in conflict with and or against God. Given that only one composition in ancient times is self-described as an apocalypse, there is no justification to see the revelation about Jesus Christ as anything other than an apocalyptic presentation of prophetic truth. That said, we fully recognize an epistolary framework is the, most, is the format chosen to preserve the revelation about Jesus Christ. That is, the bulk of the revelation about Jesus Christ, chapters 4 through chapter 21, is couched between clear epistolary formulatic components, chapters 1 through 3, and chapter 20 through 22. Thus, the revelation about Jesus Christ is prophetic truth communicated to John in an apocalyptic manner written in an epistolary format. We have revealed truth hidden for the instruction of the church. This greatly informs our interpretation of the revelation about Jesus Christ. Now, historically, there have been four broadly defined approaches to the interpretation of the revelation about Jesus Christ. The interpretive methodologies or systems stack up as thus the preterist view. The preterist approach to the revelation about Jesus Christ sees the book as primarily prophetic in nature and fulfilled either in A.D. 70, destruction of Jerusalem, or the 5th century destruction of the Roman Empire. The consequent outcome of this approach to the book removes any possible direct application for the modern church. Those who would take the full preterist position would have us believe that the Lord saw fit to give seven churches a detailed understanding of their future, but left all subsequent believers for 2,000 years in the dark. A second criticism of this view is its failure to emphasize Jesus Christ's role in the book. This book is from Jesus Christ to his bondservants, all of them. The historicist view in this approach to the revelation about Jesus Christ sees the book as primarily prophetic in nature and fulfilled 
in chronological order down through the ages. Each of the seven churches detailed in Revelation chapter 2 and 3 represents a period of human history. The inherent weakness of this approach is the subjective process of determining what events fulfill these successive periods. There is no consensus among those who hold this view as to how to divide human history into these chronological periods. It's a guessing game. It's anybody's guess. The idealist view, proponents of this approach to the revelation about Jesus Christ advocate a symbolical significance to the book. Most, if any, historical references in the book symbolically represent spiritual realities. God ultimately will win over evil. This approach depends heavily upon the apocalyptic nature of the book to the exclusion of its prophetic intent. The fundamental error of this view is that it fails to appreciate the centrality of Jesus Christ. The book is not about the struggle between good and evil or the struggle between God and Satan. The book is about how the victor, Jesus Christ, will attain his victory ultimately over the whole universe. The futurist view According to this view, the revelation about Jesus Christ requires an approach from a prophetic perspective. Revelations chapter 4 through 21, for the most part, concerns the future. The events of the revelation ushers in the temporal reign of Jesus Christ upon the earth. The apocalyptic manner used to express the prophetic message of the book is merely a means to an end. It is not the end in itself. The primary criticism of the futurist position, some would say, is that if a futurist perspective is accorded the revelation, the first century readers found little significance in the book. However, this criticism is baseless. The seven churches specifically addressed in the revelation were given both a temporal and eternal perspective on the Lord's return. In either case, the Lord required spiritual preparedness. As with all prophetic portions of Scripture, only that audience that finds ultimate fulfillment was the intended recipients. However, each generation can take solace in the fact that God has given His people a clear picture of what will happen. However, no generation knows whether it will be the final generation to experience what Scripture predicts. Therefore, each generation is forced to decide whether faithfulness or fruitlessness will characterize it. A final issue in assessing where the rapture occurs in the revelation about Jesus Christ is who is the author and when did the book, uh, when was the book written? Among conservative scholars, the authorship and date of Revelation 
receives little debate. The internal evidence of the revelation about Jesus Christ credits the authorship to John. Revelation chapter 1, verse 1, verse 4, verse 9, chapter 22, verse 8. No specific identifying personal details about the author are given in the book. There is no historical evidence that the recipients questioned the authorship of the revelation. Only those most distant from the original audience questioned Johannine authorship. The date of the revelation about Jesus Christ among conservatives is thought to have been written near the year A.D. 96. Now, there are those who, of course, will debate these points, which we clearly acknowledge, but I see absolutely no reason to have to spend a lot of time on these factors. The book is what it is. It says what it says. One's willingness to accept or not accept it will prove either truthful or deleterious when the end times comes. Thanks for listening to Bible Prophecy Daily. We hope you learned something valuable today. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss an episode. 